Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It's like forever and a day that we've had a normal show, yeah. like at a normal time, right? Yeah. It's been a minute, as yeah. the kids say. Tronika's narrator comes on, she goes, she, she just thought it was a bunch of jack wagons fighting on the field. Then she's like, Paul Perillo thought he was out cold. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was up on the red level. And she's like throwing this out on the radio. I was like, I, I, I was asking you what happened. I- Patriots are close to talk, close to uh, talking. That doesn't make sense. How is Cole Strange looking, he says? Athletically, I think he's pretty good. Yeah. But I think he needs to put on some uh, some muscle. That's important. I think you need to be strong at that position. Well, but in that, in that conference, like, even, like, fans have stats, right? Everybody pretty scores. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to Tamara as TB now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know Tamara. It's just easy. Grade math? I like it, TB. I like it. <laughs> controversial. She, just went, she went evil, TB. She went controversial. Uh, I, 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 the uh, phones are stacked, so let's uh, unstack them. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday at Gillette Stadium, where Paul and I are holding down the fort with Matt Morell in the booth. Everybody else in las vegas yeah we're just in a regular facility yeah so we'll uh yeah we're not, not in the taj. taj mahal uh but we will be getting a call in i uh, probably from deuce at some point during the show uh, they're at practice right now it's nine in the morning in las vegas and that's when they're practicing so we'll get a mid practice report from deuce yeah hopefully we can uh, get an update as to you know maybe something that's interesting going on at the time right now um yeah, we heard heard from Bill just before our show. Nothing really uh, overly, except he's noteworthy. Just he just loves, yeah, he loves gushing. that facility that he's in. I, I, you know, if I'd like to be able to ask him, and of course I can't, is like, you know, how could his facility get to where he likes it as much as the Raiders facility? Yeah, I, I, you know, those are the kinds of questions like you know the lawyers say never ask a question that you don't know the answer to, or you don't want the answer to. Well, yeah, uh, I know, do. How, how could that facility be better? Well, you know, you could be out of it, right? <laughs> you know, I don't want to ask. But that I question. thought it was so great having everything in one place. You know, the stadium and the fields behind it, and everything's right here. And and I know they're adding, like. Two floors of space for them. Yeah, coming up. There are some significant renovations going yeah. on here, not just that you know for the fans with the stadium itself, which you guys are all well aware of. So it'd be nice to add in. You know, we're going to get there too. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I just I felt a little jealous. You saw, so you're a little you're a little down on the head. Coach, I felt a right? little I felt a little red ass. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Wow, Freddie. Little Sean McDermott. Freddie not happy with the uh, with the coach. Well, no, I mean, just you know, it's like we got a good place too. Yeah, you know, you know uh, well, but do we? Yes, we do. Yeah. They have a good place. I think he's gotten pretty much, and this is what I said to you off air, I think he's pretty much gotten anything he's wanted for the last 20-plus years. Yeah. You know, right down to the fact that his two sons are on the staff. Uh, just, I'd just like to know, like, what's lacking here, and maybe I, we can fix it. I would agree. Yeah. You know, I would agree. You know. Anyway, I'm sure it is. It's beautiful. I'm sure it's <laughs> new. Um, so, you know, uh, that's great. And they're, this is the first day of joint practices. Yesterday, I guess it was a walkthrough pretty much. Yeah, they were in shells. Yeah. A little bit higher tempo than just a, a plain walkthrough. But, yeah, I don't think it was overly uh, taxing yesterday, which makes sense. They traveled all day on Sunday, and then you get out there, you want to do a little knock the rust off. Yeah. 
probably do some walkthrough type stuff that you're going to do in these two days of joint practices. A lot of work will get done uh, now to they, today they, and tomorrow. They took a lot of guys, like Hunter Henry's there. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. Uh, and would you take guys there if they no, weren't going to participate and in and the again, joints? everybody doesn't mean. Yeah, well, yeah, Wilkerson's you know I mean. not there. Yeah, Wil- Wilkerson's not there, and there's one other guy, Wynn? I think. Uh, no, Wynn is, Wynn oh, is Wynn there. Wynn was there. in a red jersey yesterday. Okay. Uh, Wynn and Haran and Henry were all at practice yesterday. Okay. Um, they were missing a couple of guys. Who, the names are escaping. I know Ronnie Perkins was one of them. Wilkerson. Yeah, but he was—he didn't go. Yeah, um, I—I I think I, I don't know if Perkins went or not. Okay. Um, so they—I mean—they're doing reasonably well from a health standpoint. Um, it'll be interesting to see. To your point, your question—if you get any of the, any work for those guys—and um, obviously Thornton wasn't there. Yeah, and that's the you know the main one since the, you know we talked on Friday night was the last time I think we had a chance to talk to our listeners, um, you know, in the aftermath of the the Panthers game. And, yeah, we did get probably the worst-case scenario um, in terms of that that shoulder injury. It's a clavicle? Reports indicate that he he has a fractured collarbone and um, could be out up to eight weeks. I know Mike Giardi was one that sort of speculated and said, but, you know, the, the person that he talked to really stressed the fact that players all you know all you know that kind of an injury heals differently it could be di- so it could be four or five weeks it could be you know 10 or 12 weeks i mean i, I think really when you're when you're talking about something like that it can be i'm very a, optimistic a wide, a wide i'm variance. very optimistic because he's got very thin bones so it wouldn't take very long for them to heal that's right can't argue with that logic yeah can't argue with that logic yeah although so. Wouldn't that make him more susceptible to re-breaking? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so they're easy to so break, with but the, with all easier pluses, to heal. Yeah, with all yeah. the pluses, you get minuses, too. Right. Uh, but it is unfortunate in all seriousness because I thought he was having a pretty good camp. It looked like he was sort of making a push to be a relevant part of the offense. And I have to think he opens the season now on IR. I mean, I, I would think that that would be a reasonable expectation. Yeah. Um, and just to clarify for people, you know, some of these rules, first of all, these rules change every year, um, seemingly. Um, so I will probably get some of this wrong, too. But just to reiterate, in order to open the season on IR, he would have to be on the roster on the final cutdown day, you know, um, whichever. I think it's the Tuesday yeah. um, after Labor Day, I think is the, yeah. you know. So he would have to be on the 53-man roster. And then the next day, they could revert him to IR. If he's put on IR now, he's not eligible to return now. Gotcha. So that's the, you know, like a lot of people like, oh, well, you know, you put him on IR, that opens up. Well, there are some roster manipulations that need to happen. Little Jordan Humphrey, as an example, you know, might be able to slide into that spot. Maybe they look at someone else. Yep. Um, On the defensive side, I was listening to one of your stations this morning, Paul, and their flash report said that with his great summer so far, Jonathan Jones is pushing to be the number one outside corner. Huh. <laughs> who wrote, who? who uh, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with Jonathan Jones. Yeah. I, I think he's been outside for the last week or so, and he has performed reasonably well. I would not say he's performed better than Jalen Mills. Yeah, I, and great summer. Uh, yeah, strong. Yeah, strong to quite strong. I, d- I don't know where they get this stuff. From. I'm not sure you could use the word great with a lot of what we've seen this summer. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, I, I think that the the defense has been better than the offense for the most part. I think Mills has been really good for the most part. But uh, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about great. Yeah. 
to your point. Yeah. But Jonathan Jones has, I think, I, think I, I made the comment during the game, Freddie, that this has gone on long enough with him being on the outside. It's not just like a little right, experiment. Right, it's not an experiment. But, I, you know, overall, again, I, he got to take into consideration the competition, both Carolina and the Patriots themselves. But the cornerback group has been more competitive than I thought it would be. It's it's looked pretty good. Now, it may stink it up to high heaven this week with the Raiders and on Friday. I but, thought they were pretty but good. But up to now, they've done pretty well. I thought they were pretty good in the Carolina week. Yeah. I thought that the joint practices and I thought that game, I didn't think they were very good against the Giants in the game. Now, that's the, you know, that's the preseason game and most of the guys that we're going to be talking about during the course of the season really weren't a big part of that game. Right. So take that with a grain of salt. Like, I thought they the Giants had open receivers for the most part, but most of the guys covering them, well, you know, they won't be here. Right. So I'm not really Johnny's concerned Johnny's car wash. That. Yeah, Sonny's. Sonny's car wash. Sonny's, get it right. Um, okay. Route 16 uh, effort. The other thing that we were talking about before the show, Paul, Mike Reese had a nugget. Oh, yeah. About, um, what's his face? So we talked about all the guys that, <laughs> Were there, right? right? Um, Kendrick Bourne um, didn't play in the game, and he was there and taking reps. I Trent think. Brown, Mike Reed. I mean, uh, Mike Dusso, um I won't say ably filled my shoes, but he tried. Yeah, he tried. It's I, and I give him an effort. Uh, he tried to do the blog observations, and he mentioned that uh, he got uh, plenty of work with the front line guys, Kendrick Bourne. Um, so there is, you know, he didn't play on on Friday, and Trent Brown didn't play on Friday. After the game, I think I read during the post-game show a tweet from Karen Garigian who said that, according to a source, it was simply he got the night off. Not and nothing related to the week. And that was it. And I sort of said to you, that doesn't pass the sniff test no. to me. Like, why is he getting a night off? Right. No one else. Right. You know, no other veteran got the night off. He's not. And why did he get the night off and not be there? Right. More more importantly, why wasn't he in uniform getting the night off like everybody else? Right. So over the course of the weekend, there was some various reports that sort of alluded to the fact that maybe Kendrick Bourne's absence was discipline-related. Not really much about Trent Brown in that regard, but I do find it interesting, and you know who my favorite writer is around here. My favorite Patriots beat reporter is Mike Reese, and there is no close second, Right. He doesn't throw stuff around. That's why I like the way he does his his business. He'll he'll give you some of the you know the, the, of one side and he'll give you some of the other side. But he doesn't. He's not. He's not into hot takes. Right. He's not telling you that he doesn't editorialize. He's not telling you that the offense is an abject disaster right. on, on day one. Okay. Um, so Mike has a little notebook that he does after all the practices, and he did it. He does it after the the games. Kind of. You know, a, a blatant ripoff. Yes, as, as he has said many, many times. Yeah, yeah. a blatant ripoff of me. Yeah, and he's he, he's actually said yeah. that to me. Yep. Um, but that's okay because he and I yes. are very like. minded Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right. and we're very like minded with a lot of these observations, and we tend to have a lot of the same stuff in our in our notebooks. But I thought this was interesting, and I didn't have anything like this in my my thought process when we were talking about this Friday night. And I'm just going to read the tweet that he had. It was it was one of the the observations that he had after the game. Um, so he writes, um, no Kendrick Bourne and Trent Brown in the lineup. And when Bill Belichick made reference to them being available for this week's practice in Las Vegas, the message couldn't have been any clearer to me. 
practice better, and you earn your way onto the field. And he said, Brown's urgency seemed a little inconsistent at times, particularly in the two-minute drill during the joint practices against the Panthers. Yeah, and Mike doesn't just throw that stuff out there. Yeah, someone obviously had let Mike know. They're not practicing well. That they didn't practice well. Now, we know that Kendrick Bourne didn't practice well because he's on the field for the first play. The referee points to something with his knee. We all assumed it was some sort of equipment um, violation. The referee sent him off. Bill lit him up. Yep. He goes back in eventually, and then a short time later, and again, the Panthers, we, we all, we've, we've talked about this at length. We felt like the Panthers were a little chippy in those joint practices, right? Yep, they were thumping, we were tagging. Right, and, <laughs> that, and that started the first fight. However, what extended the first fight was Kendrick Bourne coming out of nowhere with a haymaker over the top to which he got ejected for, right? Yep. So he didn't even get to practice much at all in the, in the first day of the two joint practices and then he's out there mostly with the backups and we made a you know a lot of mention of it you, i don't think you were with us on the show on the no, second day i was not we talked about this at length during the second show and then lo and behold he's not out there for the game on friday night so we kind of saw something right. there so <coughs> trent brown people were saying just wasn't really overly into it um the first day of the fights he's kind of like was standing around yeah, and then the second day he sort of got his way over there. Now, um, I'm, I don't know if this is true, but I trust Mike. Th- there's a handful of guys that I really trust around here. You know, Mike Mike Reese is, is one of them. Phil, yep. P- Phil Perry is one of them. Jim McBride is one of them. I trust when they tell me things like this. They're telling right. me news. I'm right. not necessarily talking about their thoughts and opinions it's, on guys' ability. It's not take riddled, right? Yeah, I, I'm talking about when when they sort of allude to. There, w- there was some discipline involved. I don't think they're making it up. Right. And Mike is one of the guys I trust. Yeah, attitude. I, I found this really interesting. Attitude. This, this Trent Brown thing. I found yep. it really interesting. Yep. You want to play? You got to practice. Like we saw it with Kendrick Bourne. We don't have to sort of extrapolate. Right. He's telling you that it was the same kind of a situation with Trent Brown. Yep. The other thing I heard over the weekend, this is from Albert Breer, um, reporting that he heard that Wynn was the subject of some trade talks. Right, which which you and I have been on for yeah. for the whole while. And I was thinking that's why he hasn't been playing. Yeah, you actually threw that out there last week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that that was why he wasn't playing. But, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the fact that he's a trade candidate. He makes, I think, 10.1. They're still, you know, reasonably tight against the cap for whatever that's worth. Maybe they feel like they can save a little money and, you know, for a player who probably doesn't project to be part of their future. Yeah. And I think that makes that that makes sense, except for I, I I don't like the idea of sort of punting again on the current team, you know. And I'm not telling you you trade your right tackle and you're doomed. No, but I think it's another exa- like I think you traded your guard because of that. So now you have two offensive linemen that are better than the guys that are going to be playing in their place yes. that are gone, largely because of money. Yeah. So I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, it's too bad about Wynn. I, I, I know you guys kid uh, kid me, but I do think he is a good athlete, and I think he could be a good lineman. Um, but, it's, you know, it's the injuries and, you know, availability is uh, part of being having dependability. Yep. So Huge. Yeah. That's too bad. And, and I do think that he's better than anyone that would replace him at right tackle. Um, 
right yeah, now. Right now, yeah. yeah. I, I don't like. I, I don't think there's much of an argument to be made that Justin Huron or Yadni Kajust is better than Isaiah Wynn. You know, I, like I know I, I like to tease you right. about your assessment of Isaiah Wynn, but I think he's an NFL caliber player. You know, he might be middle of the pack, but he's an NFL caliber starter. And those other guys haven't proven to be. Yeah. So I think he's better than his replacement will be, just like I think Shaq Mason's better than Cole Strange and Michael Wenyu. Yeah. Whatever one of them you wanted to say was his replacement. So, you know, offensive line is something that, again, even, you know, we've been talking about, but even your guy, Mike Reese, you know, said it earlier. You know, he was the one that, you know, tweeted out maybe a call to, Don. you know, I think he was kidding, but yeah. maybe a call to Dante Scarnecchia is in order because – you know, he was seeing the same thing that we're seeing, that there's problems with the line. Yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of the problems that we saw early in camp have sort of been rectified. And I'm not just ta- I'm not talking about just the caliber of play. I mean, I haven't seen communication. Mi- yeah, I haven't yeah. seen like you got him. I got him. Oh, no one got him. And Mac just got killed. Right. Like the, the, the sack that happened on the third play of the game um, Friday night in Mac's first series. I mean, James Ferentz got beat. And it happens. He just got beat. Um, he lost. He, he lost his guy. And there was, um, I, I think, a lot less examples of that in the game, certainly early when the starters were out there, than I've seen earlier in camp. So that's probably a sign that the communication has improved a little bit. Um, going back to Thornton, um, so we learned that he's got a fractured collarbone, reportedly. So he's definitely going to be out for the beginning of the season. Um, you know, at least the first couple games, maybe three. Um, so we talked about, you know, maybe that's, you know, uh, an opportunity for little Jordan Humphrey, mm-hmm. but who else is competing for Trey, that? Trey Nixon, Trey I Nixon, think is yeah. in that, in that thing. And, you know, I did do a uh, roster yep. roster projection that yeah, we put I, up yesterday. I know you did. That's why I was trying to segue into um, that. You know, I, I mean, like I said, Thornton, I think has to be on the roster at least to start. So that's what I was trying to do here. And I went with the, you know, the, um, you know, the obvious five. Yeah. Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Tyquan Thornton. Right. I think those five are the, are the guys. But you have to come down to figure out, is it Trey Nixon? Is it Lil' Jordan Humphrey? Right. Because Christian Wilkerson is not really available right now. So, you know, we'll have to see how he uh, he comes out of that. But I, I think it's it's probably Humphrey Fred because I think he might offer more special teams. And, and so don't be alarmed if close to the beginning of the season they cut Humphrey. Oh yeah, with the yeah, understanding that, that once we get into the season and then we can put Thornton on IR, you'll come right back on. Right. Um, guess who's on the phone right now? The Deuce is loose in Vegas. What's up, Deuce? What's up, fellas? So what what have you been doing so far? Have you hit any of the establishments? Oh, I, I thought you were going to ask me about football. No, uh, no, not yet. We'll get into football <laughs> no, soon no. enough. Uh, yeah, we went out a little bit last night. We went out to uh, to, the, to the strip and uh, took in the sights a little bit. Had some dinner and uh, the Bellagio. We watched the Bellagio water show. But we've been, uh, you know, hey, we're here on a work trip, so we're uh, turning in as early as possible, trying to uh, you know stay on top of things out here in Vegas. So you don't have to lie to me. Listen, listen to this guy. Yeah, you don't have to lie to me. Yeah, yeah that's okay. You know, <laughs> well, it's just not the same here without Paul. I, I you know, I just I'm, I don't have a drinking buddy right now. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so you're at practice right now. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, so it's they're, they're kind of in the walkthrough stages right now. And, uh, man, the setup is tough. We are, on, like, next to the Raiders' side, there are three fields. We are, like, on ground level. So the Patriots are, like, 
two fields away practicing. We, we can see a lot of the Raiders, uh, <laughs> but we can't see much of the Patriots at this point at all. So and, I expect a complete breakdown of the game plan then when we play the Raiders in uh, December. And, and you're not allowed to move like it's a set space and that's it? Oh, oh, oh you're not allowed to even step on the grass. Like it, it, Don't uh, even look at them. What, what, about, look uh, at them. Uh, what about the Raiders media? Are they with you? Yeah, well, that's what we were wondering because we're like, do they know? Do they know what they're missing? I don't know. I don't know because, but uh, but so far everything with the Raiders right up front. So it's uh, you know it's a little interesting to get a, an up close look at uh, Devontae Adams. I'm watching Hunter Renfro right now uh, get blanketed by. Oh, that was 27 miles, Brian. So we're starting some drills here. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize. Um, so starting some one on ones here, but it's been. Uh, but you know, it's it's a, it's a really nice facility. It's just a little tough. Uh, well, we heard. Yeah, trying to uh, Taj Mahal. Yeah, I know. Bill, Bill calls it. Yeah, the Taj Mahal. Were, are you able to see any of the inside or just the outside? Uh, we saw a little bit of the inside. We peeked in. Um, you know, it's all brand new. I mean, we're we're out at the practice facility at the uh, Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center that I'm looking at right now. But uh, you know, it's a big black and silver, beautiful building. And uh, you know, it's just for the media. You got to like the media rooms away from the fields, and you have to be escorted everywhere. Uh, Kendrick Bourne just fell down on a route, and the pass was intercepted on that oh. one. That was uh, these are little one on ones going on right now, but. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's a, it's a nice place. It's uh, just obviously how, f- just how far is it from the stadium, from Allegiant Stadium? Uh, well, that's downtown uh, in Vegas on the Strip. So it's uh, you know it's probably a good like twenty thirty minutes. Ooh, nice coverage by Jack Jones coming right by me. Oh, hello, Jack. Uh, so, <laughs> so what are they doing? Seven on seven now? Oh, so they're doing the stuff near you at least, right? Sounds like they're right yeah, they near you. Started, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, some, okay. some individual individual stuff. Um, had just kind of started up. At least they're in warm-ups. The Patriots were, were far away. So, I mean, right. it's like the uh, the Patriots receivers and, and all the defensive and offensive line stuff that's happening way far away from us right now. But uh, Julian Edelman was here. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of familiar faces between Brandon Bolden, Jakob Johnson, Isaiah yeah. Zuber, uh, Jared Stidham. So the list goes on and on. So uh, this guy was cool to see Jules, though. He kind of showed up here uh, unannounced. And, oh, and real nice play right there from Derek Carr, too. So a lot of um, interaction with Josh McDaniels with his old uh, players? I didn't see a lot. I saw him and Bill kind of have a moment. Uh, I saw Bill have a moment with Chandler Jones. Uh, notice I said Chandler. I got that one right. Thank yeah, you. good job. Me. I forgot uh, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, there were definitely some, some handshakes going on, even seeing some of the Patriots players that played for the Raiders, um, you know, given uh, uh, Rayquan McMillan saying hello to Max Crosby. So a lot of connections uh, going on out here. Okay. Well, listen, here um maybe, you know, toward the end of the show, call back and, you know, up to that point give us your assessment of today's practice. Yeah, sounds good, definitely. All right. I'll let you get back to okay. reporting. All right. Thanks, Mike. Deuce, deuce. Mike Dusso at practice. So we'll hear from him a little later when he has a, some more info. Yeah, hopefully they continue to do it. Maybe the Patriots were just warming up on that far field, and yeah. now all the action is taking place in the fields closer to where I forgot to situated. ask him if there's fans there. Um, yesterday they were not, Okay, um, but that was not a joint practice. So right. I don't know if the rules are different. I, I thought that whenever there's a joint practice, you have to allow fans. Uh, I, well, I know you have to allow the media. Ah, okay. I don't know about fans. But, okay. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. But I was told – during the off season this year, that if it's a joint practice, it has to be open to the media. Yeah, what I would like the league to do and mandate it, especially because they're going to go down to two preseason games. There's no doubt, and up to 18 regular season games. You know what the Peter King theory? What's that? Televise the joint practice. Yeah, I think that it should be mandated that you have to broadcast or do something live stream, whatever, 
a joint practice. Yeah, um, Pete King brought that up yesterday, and I was reading his Football Morning in America there, um, and he said, you know, like that there is absolutely, you know, and, and he kept saying, look, I understand that it's it's a little different for coaches, but there's very little to be gained from watching players right. thirty through eighty five, right, play in these preseason games. Yeah, um, it's not anything that you know the general fan is overly interested. Now, I know there's exceptions. I know there's plenty of people on Twitter that break down this stuff and start telling me about, you know, the uh, the, the eighth-string offensive and defensive linemen that, you know, want to rep with a, with a great swim move. Like, like that. That's I understand the coaches are very interested in that. I understand that's their, live, that, their, their livelihood. Fans don't care. Fans yeah. don't care about breaking down, uh, you know, how the, the, the fourth-string center did against the third-string nose tackle. Right. They want to know how Christian Barmore is doing. And you don't get a chance to see them. Um, did you happen to see last night the Falcons and Jets? Did you turn in? For very, very Who little. was the color guy in that game? That was Dan Orlowski and Lewis Riddick is the new, um, right? Okay. I, I didn't really see much of it, so I don't know. Did they have the regular Monday night crew? I, I don't know. Because Brian Greasy is now the quarterback's coach of the Niners. So he was replaced by Orlovsky. I don't know who it was. Um, I don't know if it was Riddick or Orlovsky, but whoever was doing the breakdown, I mean, they were really getting technical. Like, if you were a really casual fan, I don't think you'd understand what he was talking about. I I don't think that does much good for for anybody involved. But they were really, like, you know, breaking down coverages and why this play worked and that play didn't. Um, It was impressive, but a little, it was probably over the head of, of a lot of fans. You know, yeah, and I understand. Like I said, I understand there's value in that for coaches and scouts. Yeah, you know, they're watching the coaches and scouts are watching those guys because your 35th player might fill a role on your team better than he will on 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 that team. Sure. So you you might be able to, you know, you you take those guys that are down the end. You might be looking for something very specific. That you you know the team that the guy's on already has three of those, yeah. So they don't need a third one, but you don't have any of those, right? You know, I'm talking about you know a a guy who is really really good at uh, you know being the inside blocker on the edge on the punt punt protection team, something very specific that coaches care about, that fans you know only care about when you get three punts blocked, right? You know that that kind of stuff. So I understand the importance of it from a football standpoint, but fans aren't overly interested in it. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. 855-PATS-500, web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Um, Looking ahead to this week, Patriots not only will have a joint practice today, they'll have one tomorrow. Then Thursday is, they'll probably have a walkthrough in the morning, but it'll be a light day. Media won't be, um, there won't be any media availability on Thursday. And then, of course, the game is on Friday. Right. So that's what you have to look forward to here for the pre and post game show. Deuce will be back. Yes. Tamara will be back. Yes. And we'll have a fill in host. Uh, is that official? Christian Arkean. Okay. Christian will be yeah. uh, coming in this week. Yeah. Okay. So Hardy's out this week and Christian Arkan is in. And it'll be a little later this week. Yeah. The show because the game's not until 8 15. So. Yeah. So if you listen at night or on the we'll weekends. Uh, you know who Christian Arcand is. Probably start at like 5.30, 5.45 yeah. to 7. He d- isn't he – he's the guy with um, Adam Jones at night? Is yes. He, yeah, so yes. be careful of him. 
Okay. Don't uh, you know? Let's hope that none of Adam Jones. I'm a wore big, off I'm a big boy. I don't shine shoes no more. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Because uh, Adam Jones has really gone to the dark side. <laughs> Adam Jones is absolutely hilarious. He's like he's like the Emperor in Star Wars. He is just evil through the core. <laughs> there's no there's no rehabilitating him. But let's hope we get Christian Arcan before he's he's gone completely over. So. So Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. So I, I, I would guess that he will open on, on, um, on IR, and if that's the case, then he would have to miss a minimum of four games. Yep. So just to let – I think that was – I think it might have been three games last year. Oh, really? They've changed they it? They made it four. Um, but you can have, I think, as many as eight guys go on IR and come back. Um, Is there a, a you, you time limit by to win? Like can you put a guy on IR like in November – Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's I no, yeah, and you can even have the same guy go on IR twice during the course of a season. Okay, I, that's probably f- better, huh? Yeah, I think that the 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 lightening up of those IR rules was a was a good development. I yeah. think guys that like pull a hamstring and are going to miss three weeks, four weeks, you know, and now you got to carry that roster spot with, with he has no chance to play for three weeks. And you have to waste that roster spot. It doesn't make any sense. Now you can you can put him on IR, but you don't necessarily lose him for the season. He can come back when he's healthy. I think that's the way it should work. That's the way it works in other sports. I think it should work in the sport that injuries are probably most prevalent. Yeah. And I know why they don't have it, because they don't want coaches taking advantage of sure. it. Sure. But I think it makes sense. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to some of these emails, see what everyone else is uh, talking about. Any any other NFL? I mean, Brady's back, reportedly. Uh, he was out it's 11, reportedly. 11 days. with the. He was out 11 days. Nobody still knows what he was doing. I yeah. don't think it was the mass Singer. No, you don't? No, I don't think that was what it was. Matt, you do, right? Yeah. Um, Matt's not sure. Um, so I, I think, though, I've said it before, and I, just so that in case people don't know one of my preseason predictions, this is his last season. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, as I mocked you at the time, I think it's reasonable to expect age 45 is probably, you know, well, one of these years is going to be his last year. I mean, this some, is as good as I mean he's thrown out. And I wonder if, he, if he's not even going to make it. Yeah. Like, I just wonder if he's having second thoughts. Yeah. I, now, that would be it, a bold prediction. And his heart's not in it. I don't, yeah. not, I'm not predicting that. I'm just wondering if his heart's not in it. I can't believe that he took 11 days off in the middle of camp. Odds that he finishes the season, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm even including injury, odds that he finishes the season? 95%. Okay. All right. I'm just wondering. I, I just This whole thing just still seems weird to me from a guy who was – Carried himself as being unless, the, ultimate, the ultimate team guy. Unless just like you know, leaves camp during the time that he was kind of in limbo. He made a commitment, and he's sticking to it. But and like, he and he told the Bucks before. No, no. By yeah. all accounts, he yeah. this was worked out right. well ahead of time. Right. But what commitment could have been such that he he said, "Okay, well, I'm going to miss it." Besides uh, the besides the mask singer, some some type of big money commitment. Oh, he didn't miss eleven days because of something like that. I, I think I, he spent, I, I think he spent time with his family. Well, okay. And I just can't imagine he couldn't spend time with his family before camp. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't either. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mocking you at all, Fred. I, you know, that's that, that's my favorite sport. I'm not, mocking Fred is one of my favorites. I'm not doing that because I have no idea, no clue, what what he is doing right now, or what he was doing the last week and a half. 
Um, any other NFL news that we need to cover before we get to the emails and phone calls? Uh, it kind of minor stuff that uh, the last couple of days that sort of minorly touched the Patriots. Nick Mullins, yes, a quarterback with the Raiders, got traded to Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, that opens the door for old friend Jared Stidham. Yeah being the official backup with the Raiders to Derek Carr. So, I mean, I, not really a Patriots-related story, but kind of. Well, back in the AFC East, what's the deal with Zach Wilson? What's his status? I think he's still um, sort of on the edge. They they insist that they will not play him if he's not 100% yeah. in the opener. So who's their backup? Flacco will play if he if he's not ready to go. Yeah. And Flacco, I guess, has played well in practice. I don't you said you watched the game. Did Flacco play last no. night? No, well, he wasn't in when I was watching. Okay. I watched because like I know that. they got off to a terrible start. Um, they yeah. were they were down early in the game. They I came think, back. Late. I think I tuned in in the second quarter. Um, Falcons I were. I don't know if he played. Yeah. I know Mariota played. But I, I woke up this he, morning he, and saw some highlights. He of Mariota actually looked pretty well. good. Yeah, but he should. Like yeah. the guy's been around the league for yeah. a while. You should light it up in the preseason. Yeah, he had one throw into the end zone that was really sharp. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's get to some emails, shall we? Uh, Pedro writes in. He's from Connecticut. He says, prior to asking my question, I'd like to say that the addition of Tamara Brown was a great add to the media roster. Thank you. She provides great insight and is clearly full of Patriots knowledge. I enjoyed listening to her during the Patriots pregame show. The members of the past were all great as well. Maybe Fred should do the next big board for us in the draft. Oh, my God. Signed, Tamara's mother. Uh, with the rumors surrounding Kendrick Bourne, was there anything worth mentioning in his first day back at the Las Vegas practice? If he were to be traded, what does the PU team think the Patriots will get for him? A player in a low draft pick or maybe just a low pick? I can't see his value being anything higher than a possible third or fourth round pick. That's high. You think that's high? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you could get a comparable player, you know, someone who's been around the league who's not needed on his team. Well, like or it, or a late draft pick. Yeah. What about like a a second string tackle? Yeah, I think that's probably not enough for Kendrick Bourne. Oh, like oh. I think Kendrick Bourne is at least like a third receiver. Okay. Which is kind of a starting spot. Yeah. All right. Everything I like, I think he's an NFL. What do you think? Like you I said, he's an NFL receiver. What do you he's think? Get for win. Late round pick. Same, late round. Same pick. kind of thing. Yeah. I I like I wouldn't just give him away. Yeah. Um. I, I wouldn't trade win at all. I mean, it's going to most people are going to hear me say that, and they're going to say, "What? Well, what a fraud!" He's you know he's he wants it both ways. No, I don't think he's a great player, but I don't think you have anything better than him on the roster. And I'm not in. For, I'm not up for making my team worse in the short term, unless you're going to you know someone wants to get stupid and give you like a second round pick. Do you think that's going to happen? Um. I mean, I think the best you could get is like a fourth or fifth round pick for him. I don't. I, I that even sounds high to me. What if you package both born and win? What could you get? Second round pick? Yeah, and again, but you're not making your team better now. No. Uh, let's see. Tyler says this is a tra a keep trade or cut game. Keep trade cut. Uh, Barmore, David Andrews, and Duggar. Who do you keep? Who do you trade? And who do you cut? Well, let's see. I, 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 I keep Barmore, trade Duggar, and cut Andrews. Yeah. I don't like keep, trade, cut because uh, a lot of times I don't want to get rid of anybody. Right. Uh, Born, Henry, and Stevenson. Born, Henry, Stevenson. Uh, I keep, keep Stevenson, Stevenson. Trade Henry. Trade. Cut Born. Yeah. 
Uh, two, uh, three more. Je- well, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Debo Samuel. I keep Jefferson, uh, cut Samuel, and trade Chase. That's a tough one. I'd keep Samuel. I'd cut Chase. And no, I'd trade Chase and I'd cut Jefferson. I think Jeff. Jeff, Jeff blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, I love. Do Jefferson not do too. that. Get your hands off of that board. I like Jefferson too. I think Jefferson I mean, is the best receiver I mean, in football. Well, that, that's th- those three are. That's pretty much the cream. But I think of the Debo. Cream. I think he has a really, really short shelf life. I don't think you're gonna be yeah. able to play like that and and uh, persevere. Boston cream donuts, powdered jelly filled, or glazed rings. Well, you keep the Boston cream donut. Ugh. You trade the Ugh. honey dip and you cut. The, uh, the I am so the opposite. I hate Boston cream donuts. Oh, Boston cream cut. donuts are tremendous. Cut them. Matt, what's the first donut to go every week? Cut them. Boston, I'll, Boston cream. cream. I'll, I'll trade the rings and I'll keep the jelly. Uh, and finally, Andy Hart, Eric Scalavino, and Megan O'Brien. <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of easy. M-O-B, man. Yeah, you keep MOB. And you trade Andy because you get something for him. You cut cut Eric. (laughs) Poor Eric. The good thing is you know he's not listening. He has no value. You know he's and and there's no way he would ever know that I said that. Right. Nope. You guys could even send it to him and you could add him and he still wouldn't find out because he blocks all of you. He blocks everybody. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the Ace Ticket Hotline eight five five Pat's five hundred. John in Duxbury's on the line. What's up, John? Gentlemen, how are you? Good. Uh, Paul, I want you to know I was in the beautiful Glendale Park area ever last week. Wow. Glendale Park. Well, they were they were fixing the street there. They got circumvented up uh, Cherry Street. Uh, oh, up God. Around. You, you, you're from Deluxeberry, and you got stuck down by Cherry no, Street no, no, Park no, in Everett? I'm from Deluxeberry. I live down here now. I'm from, I, I grew up eight miles away from you. Whereabouts? Uh, some of them. Oh, all right. Yeah, Glendale Park, uh, you know, gave up a lot of hits in that park. Yeah, that's a ni- that's actually a pretty nice area up there. Yeah, it is. So, uh, here's my point. And uh, first of all, you're right about the Boston Cream Donut, Paul. Those are the best donuts. I love them. And Ugh. Lemon Fill, too. I like Lemon Fill better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lemon Fill are good. But if they get rid of win, that's going to look uh, make that uh, Mason trade, which was asinine to begin with. It's going to make it uh, amplify it ten times because now you got three guys that they, you know, Karras. I don't think I think he was a jag, but um, and I'm, I'm not that crazy about win. But giving away Mason for a fifth round draft pick that was just completely stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I would largely agree, um, and and I think that you're you're weakening your offensive line in the short term, and it's not like. You have the other side of the argument where you could say, well, you got cap relief and you got a first round pick. Uh, right. The value was just too great. You know, like I, I think we can all agree, and I even forgot about that. John just brought up you got a fifth rounder for Shaq Mason. You're not getting anything better than that for, for Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, that's the problem, Paul. You know, I mean, that's crazy. Hey, could you guys, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, go out on this, on this remark, but please uh, tell the schedule again. I missed it there. I was out in the uh, kitchen. For oh, for the rest of the week. For this week, with you guys. Yeah, well, we'll have the show here. We have the show today. Obviously, uh, there's a joint yep. practice going on in Las Vegas. We're going to have Mike Dussault call back in later to give us an update 
uh, as to how practice went. Another joint practice uh, in Vegas tomorrow between the Patriots and Raiders. All right, what time are you on tomorrow, Paul? Same time? We won't be on tomorrow. Um, it would be an off day for the radio show. We will be back on Thursday with our regular... Okay, so your regular schedule? Yes, regular PU schedule from 12 to 2 on Thursday. And then on Friday will be the game. The game is 8.15 local time, Eastern time. Um, right. So we will well, do... What did, what did uh, Mike say? I mean, what did Matt say? I don't five thirty, five forty-five to seven forty-five. I, I believe know. our pregame social will be, and then, and then Freddie will be out there in Vegas show? doing his blog. Yep. Okay. All right. That's great. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Thanks, All right, John. Thanks, John. I didn't realize John uh, grew up in my neck of the woods. That, I thought we were going to have a episode of Chronicle. I stopped. I stopped it. We could have. We could have gone Main Streets and back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how we ended up on Cherry Street. <laughs> uh, speaking of. Um, back roads driving back to the cape yesterday i mean it was pouring really got to the otis rotary because i had to go to falmouth it was flooded and the the water was like up to my door wow it was like a river and you have and like one of those electric vehicles yeah do you not and then you, like two were you worried that you were going to get electrocuted it's a hybrid oh but okay. two hours later <laughs> everything was gone <laughs> I, I just need to correct that. I know that that was not right, okay? I was just making a snarky joke. I don't need to be added it's okay. by the uh, the extreme left. But like two hours later, it was all gone. But at home, the guy diagonally across from me, has he created the second driveway, and he put all these wood chips in there. And they were everywhere. So the wood chips, the rain just took them right out, right onto my front lawn. That is a problem. Yeah. That is a problem. Yeah. I experience it once in a while. I have like some of those extended drain pipes yeah. that I use. And they generally do the trick, but when you get the really heavy rain, yeah. it doesn't matter. Forget it. It was it was um, it was like end times yesterday for a couple hours between like two and four. It was unbelievable. Was it was it raining hard here? Well, I was you were in my office, so yeah. I really don't know. Okay, all right. You Evidently, <laughs> I missed the memo that no one was working yesterday. <laughs> I had things to do. I was working, believe me. No, I just uh, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about, just like the random stuff like this born in Trent Brown thing. Yeah. And I kept going. <laughs> I kept going to your office like, ah, <laughs> he's not coming in. Uh, let's see. Tyler writes in. Uh, big fan of the show. Longtime listener. First time emailer. He doesn't say where, though. Uh, Malcolm Brown was released from the Jags last week. What do we think of potentially adding him back to the team? Solid career with the Patriots and started all 17 games for the Jags last year. Just wanted your thoughts on that and the D-line situation. I have no interest in Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I don't think, think so. he I, was a bust. All of a sudden, the D-line looks pretty good. I mean, they've played really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how good it is, but they've played really well in the yeah. summer. Can't argue with that. You know? Like, Gotcha has been really good. Barmore, I think, is a, a blossoming star. Um, I think... Dietrich Wise and, and Lawrence Guy have been complimentary. I, I I don't really. Carl Davis is a guy who's made a bunch of plays. And I'm not sure I have a spot for him. Yeah, I think he I think he could make it. Henry Anderson I think is in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I don't think they they necessarily need more than that. I think it's going to come down to some of the younger guys who they decide that they might not be able to squeak onto the practice squad, and who you know Sam Roberts, LeBron Ray, Demarcus Mitchell. These guys, you know, who's a special teamer. Who might be able to get to the practice squad and otherwise you stick with the veteran? Yep. All right. Paul's food is here, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after Paul eats. 
Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. 
for us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. 
what we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb, and our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. And the Patriots with another takeaway. That'll do it. Deep drop by Walker. Screams it underneath. And hit immediately. Bentley diagnosed it. And Juwan Bentley, leader of that defense with a play. Now the Panthers, because of his work, takes a second down and 14. Under pressure. Walker, Walker at midfield. Early on the 
this series. Has a chance to finish it with a run up the middle. Touchdown, Patriots. Terrell throws off for a knock free by Bledsoe. It's going to be incomplete. Steven Sullivan could not hold on, and there was pressure there. The Patriots brought Wilson, among others, on that pass rush. I mean, it's a good throw. That's why I say, okay, you catch, you never know. Scoop that thing and take off. Bill Belichick is going to toss the challenge. You know what? Our first of the preseason for the Patriots. Let's stay here and check this out. The receiver did complete the process of the catch, then fumble the ball. This is recovered by New England. Now Henry with some pressure. Walker's throw, picked off. Break on the ball. Nope. Coming back the other way. Nope. It's Sean Wade across the 40. Smith waits on the Bailey punt. And this one directed toward the corner. Bounce from the five. And a non-pecked play. What a terrific effort. Laying out by Will Jordan Humphrey to knock the ball back to the three-yard line. That's how you stick around, guys. Mm -hmm. Keep making plays, kid. This is going to be a safety. There you go. Demarcus Mitchell and the Patriots chalk up a pair. It's not a safety. It's a fumble and a touchdown. And now the point after try by Vizcaino. So Roberts back there with a fumble recovery. And the Patriots with the score. And now Walker with a throw picked off by Schooler. Center field at the 10. And the Patriots with another takeaway. That'll do it. All right, that's the uh, first Matt Morrell mashup. Preseason. Yeah. There wasn't enough, Paul. Unfortunately, we can't have the perfect, perfect season this year because no. they lost that first preseason game. But I'm still hoping for the regular season. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Until they lose one, Freddie. Oh, yeah. You're I'm, not I'm the guy who watches baseball, and if the guy gets, you know, one, two, three inning, I'm like, perfect game so far. I, I say it right away. Okay. Yeah. I know people don't like that. It's you know really bad juju when you're not supposed uh, to talk about it. I talk about that's it. That's nonsense. Uh, all right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com. People scared to call today, but because it's me and Paul. But uh, they are emailing it. A lot of people emailing it. So uh, let's get to them. Scott in Virginia says, "Do you guys feel like the Patriots will and should?" trade for a lineman before the season starts. I know there are ideas of win being traded, but at this point, the O-line may be the weak link on this team, and it would be odd if Bill kept it that way. I, I, no. I mean, like, do I think they're going to trade for a starting offensive lineman? Yeah. No. Why? Because I don't think they're, in general, they're available. But do you think do you think – if Bill really does, if he agrees that the offensive line is the weak link, you don't think he'd do something about that? Well, I think he could trade for a lineman. Yeah. But I'm talking about a starting caliber offensive line. What about just a lineman who's better than what you've got? I don't think you, you, you can you do gonna, that. I don't think you. I mean, the only one I, I would say about is I don't know is strange because he's a rookie. I've never seen him play. Right. So what I can't, he, you know. If, if he can't play, we're in big trouble. Yeah. See, but I even think if. "Quote unquote," he can't play. Yeah, it, it'll be okay. I mean, he's just a guard. That's no. my whole point. No, I, I don't. I disagree wholeheartedly. I mean, if we got a <coughs> first round pick who can't play, we got a quite big question mark at right tackle. Um, and I'm telling you, you're not going to know that until his third year when they decide not to pick up his fifth year option. Well, I, well you'll see it. it it'll be. 
it'll be it'll just look not right and you'll have David Andrews yelling on the sideline uh you'll know you'll know crossing my fingers it's not the case Kevin in Maryland on Friday Paul mentioned that Marshall Newhouse is the kind of guy you can I add a brand new house. right now for tackle depth I was wondering what you guys thought of Nate Solder would you consider him in Newhouse's category of tackle or would you say he could add good depth Nobody has lived here before yeah, that's the kind of guy I'm talking about. Yep. Is yeah. Solder an upgrade right now to what they've got? No. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Now, would he be better than Haran and Kajust? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I I know he didn't play well right. uh, recently with the Giants. Uh, Sergio is from Mexico. He says, I've got a question regarding... Some 53-man projections I've been reading. Okay. This I've is se- what I was looking for. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people add Brendan Schooler and even a little Jordan Humphrey or Joshua Bledsoe. But in all scenarios, they keep Davis in Beth- Bethel. Obviously, Slater is a lock, but do you see a world in which Bill cuts Davis, Bethel, or both for some younger prospects on special teams? I think that that's the way it should be, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah. I, you know – both of those guys are involved in everything that they do special teams-wise the entirety of the summer. Oh, we didn't mention uh, they cut Dalton Keene. Yeah. And You're they right. cut Elliott, who J- I, I Jalen Elliott, I kind of like Keen, Elliott. And uh, the guy that they just signed, number 43, I can't yeah. think of his name now. I kind of liked Elliott. Wiedemeyer, they didn't cut him. No, 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 he just got here. Uh, you know, Elliott showed a lot of speed on the field, but I guess, yeah. And Keen, I mean, he just hasn't been able to do it. He's one of those guys that just never, never on the would, field. Right. Could never get it going. I can't tell you he can't play. I've never really seen him get a chance because he's always hurt. Uh, and Sergio also says, by the way, Boston cream donuts are the best fried thing ever invented. Mm. I, I don't think at all. Boston cream. A lot of support. For I don't Boston like Boston cream, cream, donut. cream donuts, and I don't like Boston cream pie. How's Boston that? Boston cream pie is just tremendous. Oh, it's just too much. It's too ugh. too much. This guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, he loses loses a couple pounds, and now he scoffs at all. No, I've never liked Boston cream pie. All the things that are great in life. I like German chocolate cake. But they. Um, <laughs> why did you that look? <laughs> I want to see if I can get a reaction from Matt Morell. <laughs> He turned around as if to get a nod of approval from Matt after he said, I like German chocolate cake. <laughs> the side nod. It's a good cake. It is good cake. It's excellent cake. What's your favorite pie, Paul? Well, probably Boston cream. But really? I'm not a huge pie guy. Boston cream is your favorite pie? Maybe key lime. Oh, Maybe. I li- well, I, do- I shouldn't say uh. I like key lime. I don't really like pie all that much. Really? You don't like, like apple, apple pie? pie? Really? I love apple, cherry, blueberry. I like lemon meringue. I can eat lemon meringue. And I like key lime. Yeah. But I, I'm not a huge eh, I'm not, not huge on the pie. Sorry. Okay. That's a muff. Uh, oh, let's go to what? I, I, what? What? You know, I, I huh? tried not to you laugh. You screwed it up. I tried not to laugh originally. You screwed it up. What can I say? I, I like apple. That's my favorite. Good apple pie. Mm. Um, Solman in the Bay Area writes in, with little Jordan Humphrey making plays on special teams and offense in the preseason, Play. 
Notably, the effort on the punt last week, do you see him taking Thornton's spot temporarily while he's injured? Or do you see him taking a special team spot from Cody Davis, Justin Bethel? It has been well talked about by Paul, but there's a surplus of special team players on this team, and it's becoming unnecessary when considering the lack of talent on offense. Humphrey can actually bring a presence on offense okay. as an option plus a player on special teams. Okay, so Humphrey, I think, has the edge because I think he has the size to be a contributor on special teams at 6'3", 6'4", 225, 230. I think he has the size to maybe be a little bit of a hybrid guy that can fill roles maybe as an extra tight end, maybe as a you know a wide receiver. If you're, Let's not get this – I mean, in my opinion, if you disagree, you tell me. If Humphrey makes the team, it's because he's going to play special teams. No. Okay. He's not going to be in your top four receivers, so he's not going to get on the field. He's not like Thornton where he's going to be knocking on the door to push someone out of the top four. No, but so you're saying he'll make the team as a special teamer? No, I'm saying that's what he'll play. Oh, he'll play special teams, but yes, I think he he'll won't see pl- the but field. But he won't play receiver. A little bit. I think he will. Nope. Absolutely. Nope. He'll play as much receiver as Co- Cody Davis plays safety. Well, I disagree with that. And in both cases, only in emergencies with multiple uh, injuries. No, I, I think... Um, he's not getting on the field as a receiver over those other four I think guys. he's pretty versatile. I think, you, like you said, maybe line him up as a tight end. I think you can use him. Again, if you get injuries, th- yes. He's not playing over Henry or Smith. He's not I, playing over Bourne, Aguilar, Myers, or Park. I think if he's on the 45-man roster on game day, you'll see him on the field. You'll see him as time. a gunner. Uh, and That's I, what you'll see him And as. I think you'll see him line up. My point being, and again, it's okay. You, you, uh, that, I, I'm really starting to get freaked no, out by was, the— No, the, that was me. I hit oh, okay. the switch. I hit the switch. Okay. Because yes. that's been happening in a lot. That lately. wasn't a power surge. No. Um, yeah, no. I mean, you you disagree. I I don't think that he offers you much uh, potential as a receiver. I think I, he's not a kid. It's been around for a few years now. It's like okay. his fourth year. That's fine. Um, I don't think he runs all that well. I, I think he has good size. He's an extra, and if he can play special teams. Then you know there's there's some value. Well, I'm there. not saying that special teams isn't factoring into why they would pick him over but I'm anybody telling you, else. If he couldn't play special teams, he wouldn't make it. Yeah. Okay, but I think I think that he wouldn't exclusively. And I think at his size, he can. I think he could fit into some of those roles yeah. on special teams. Whereas, like a Trey Nixon, if Trey Nixon's on special teams, to me, it's as a returner. I don't think you're going to ask him necessarily to right. to cover kicks and whatnot. Now maybe he will, maybe he's you know maybe he's got some of that potential. I haven't seen a lot of that from him. His special teams involvement has been as a returner. Let's go to Eldred in North Carolina. Hey, Eldred. Hey, Paul, Fred. How, how my two favorite guys doing? Hey, that's right. Thanks, Eldred. <laughs> got that right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, uh, I didn't get to see the game because I'm mad because it was blacked out, which really you know, ticked me. I saw a little bit on. Uh, NFL, uh, football, whatever. That, Network. But I just saw a little bit of it. Question uh, about the cut guy. I'm with you, Fred. I saw Elliott a couple of times. He flashed a little bit. Yes. In the other corner. I can't understand why they cut him unless they're going to put him on the practice squad. No, you don't get cut now. You don't get cut now if they want you in the practice squad. Who was the other corner? I forget his name now. 
Uh, I forgot. He about he was. It's the guy they just re-signed. He's only he was only back yeah. for like a week. Oh. Yeah, I, it's yeah, not Brad I, Hawkins. Yeah, I, I, it's other? a numbers game, and I can see you know Elliot getting cut, but I you know he did flash a couple times. I was like, okay, this guy can he can move around the field. He's got a good nose for the ball. So yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to look to find the names. Yeah. Yeah. What do you uh, think? What do you think? Uh, we were talking about little Jordan Humphrey. You like him? You're our wide receiver specialist. Oh, Devin Hatfield. And I think Paul Hatford. Drone. Yeah. I, I, I most definitely use him in there a little bit. A couple packs on wide receiver. Yeah. You know, and he might might push uh, born, uh, not born, but Myers out a little bit. But I hope not because Myers a favorite, fan favorite. But so uh, people think. I mean, in all seriousness, people think that little Jordan Humphrey can give you more offensively than Jacoby Myers. Who said that? People. That's what I'm asking. I, I haven't heard anyone say that. Okay, so then where, how is he playing then? Uh, well, he doesn't have to give you more. He can just contribute. He has to be better than any of those four guys. Not I think Tyquan Thornton was knocking on the door of being better than, than, than some of those guys. I don't necessarily think I don't he, think this guy has that ability. I don't think he has to be better than everybody. Well, then how many times do you play five receivers, Fred? Once in a while, five wide. But you don't put five wide receivers yep. on the field when you go five wide. He's like a tight end, though, Paul. That's the thing. So he's not better than Henry or Smith. So I don't want him on there instead of them either. All right. I think he's going to see the field if he makes the team. I think so, too, Fred. But yeah. I don't know what well, I think so, too. They I just think that would only be because of injuries. Injuries, maybe that. But, Paul, what happened to Thornton? Like I said, I didn't get to see the game. I didn't know. Uh, reports are that he fractured his cl- uh, clavicle. Hmm. Uh, eight to nine weeks? That's, I yeah. I mean, again, these are reports. Word? Nothing nothing official. But, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the word. Well, I like that kid, too. He I I do too. I, I I like what I've yeah, seen I from like, Thornton. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm yeah, as optimistic about him as I have been about a young receiver. In, in yeah, years. it's a real blow. It really is. It's just gonna. Well, what, what, one more question. I'm gonna let y'all go. I know we are re- receiver tight, but if uh, the Jet Cut Mims, would you take a flyer on? First round pick two years ago, a year ago. Yeah, I think two it was a second. I think it was a second one. round pick, but yeah, I I would so take it was a, the first round, wasn't it? Oh, okay. I, I, but I would take a, I would definitely take a, a flyer on him. Why are they going to cut him? All right, thank you. Because they have a good one. Th- he's been a disappointment. Oh, okay. And they, they've um, got replacements. Uh, let's go to Dan in Virginia in Michigan. What's up, Dan? Hey, it's the OGs of the OG podcast. Right, you got that right. Yeah, second the, round um, pick. The world's original, right? Exactly. I got uh, two questions. First one is uh, following on the Thornton question. Uh, I know he's got a clavicle, but I haven't heard exactly how the injury happened. And um, I hate to be a wet blanket, but there was a lot of concern about his size um, and whether or not he was going to last long in the league. Does this uh, clavicle injury, um, is this a bad foreshadowing of those concerns possibly being uh, borne out in his career? And the other question I got is... um, so we've got the two of you you've, uh, that you've been working together a long time. What uh, duo out in pop culture would best sum up your relationship? You know, is it uh, you, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, or uh, Tom and Jerry, or uh, Batman and Robin? Mutt and Jeff. Did, uh, Mutt and Jeff? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Lethal Weapon. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. How about Batman and Robin? Yeah. 
sorry, Fred. I was just trying to get uh, off the Thornton. Uh, Matt Morell, but I will say, Dan. To answer, Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. That's more. To answer Dan's, Laurel and Hardy. To answer Dan's question, I, I mean, I, I, I think you have to say, yeah, it is concerning. It is. I think he, I, I, I think he was hurt on the one catch that he had. He got tackled and was under a pile the of gang, guys. The gang tackle? But, like, but you didn't see it. No, you didn't. He stayed in the game, too. Right. But, you know, getting tackled and breaking your collarbone when you're a you know, slight frame, slightly built kind of a guy is not like, yeah, oh, now I'm not worried anymore. Well, no, I'm more concerned. Usually those, co- those clavicle collarbone injuries happen when they land on it or land on their shoulder or yeah, something. Yeah, and I would have to go back and look at the tackle yeah. itself to see if someone landed on him. Yeah. Because I, I mean, <laughs> I'm a little bit of an expert on the, the fractured clavicle. Did it both sides. Yeah. And one was the way you're describing where I sort of landed on my shoulder. Right. And the other one, I got pile driven right into the ground with a helmet right on my, co- yeah. my collarbone. Yeah. So I we so you did it. I did the left one in my sophomore year of high school, the right one in my junior year of high school. So clavicle is not one of those injuries where you break it and it kind of comes back a little stronger. Well, well, I mean, I never rebroke either one of them, so who knows? And okay. Paul said, you know, Paul's coach always said he was a pain in the neck, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm thanks, sure they Dan. did. No, but <laughs> I, I mean, it is you know when you talk about oh, can the guy hold up and then he's already hurt right and i don't think that's like, like oh you're being negative no i mean there's questions about his size and then he doesn't even make it through the summer without breaking a bone right yep, yep that's cause for concern to it me. is and maybe this is he'll never get hurt again but he's he's or already hurt. maybe that's why you got him and everybody else thought he'd be available in the fourth or fifth round yep yep uh let's see mark writes in he says, uh, Glendale Park lived on Elm Street. Paul, do you remember oh, yeah. Lettuce is Lettuce is Greg? Go Pats. Lettuce is Greg. I don't know what that means. Paul, do you remember Lettuce is Greg? Go Pats. Lettuce is Greg? I was don't know what that means. place that so- sold lettuce? I don't know what that means. In that area? Maybe it was like a code word. To get in some kind of a club that I was not <laughs> privy to? I don't know. I don't know either. You have to... Because uh, I have frequented some of those kinds of clubs You'll have to <laughs> in e- Everett. You'll have to email us back, Mark. And, uh, uh, definitely, I'm interested in that, but I do know Elm Street well. Um, let's see. David writes in in Bethlehem, I could be imagining things, but I wonder if <coughs> Wynn and Bourne have contracted diva-itis. <coughs> Excuse me. Like Gilmore had when he was hurt, didn't want to play, but wanted a new top-tier contract that his performance wouldn't match. This is looking like pro athletes' version of work slow labor union tactics. I, I'm not going to get bogged down in details of things that don't really matter to the point of his email. But when exactly did Gilmore's contract not match his? Uh, there were people, Paul, your people, um, in that last year that said he's just not as good as he used to be, and I wouldn't, you know. No one said that. People did. Oh, no yes, they did. That. Yes, they did, they Paul. Didn't. They were still pissed that they let him go last year. Well, that's that was the, that was the, prevail- the prevailing opinion was that there was a mistake to let him go last year. That's what I said. Right. But so, were, so let's not – that's what you think. So let's not say because there was like some voice in the wilderness that said, um, excuse me, I don't think he is equal to that, 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 
contract. Pe- people that you're said him. that. People he played said up. That. He played up to that contract that he signed, and then some. People said it. I'm telling you, Paul. Now he's a little older now. You know, maybe you don't want to give him another contract, and he didn't get another one. It was just a one. I think he signed a one year deal, right? Yeah. With the Colts. Yep. You know, so maybe he's not in line now in his 30s to get another big contract. But the one that Belichick, that's one of Belichick's best free agent signings ever. He gave a guy a top-of-the-market deal, and the guy lived up to it. Uh, let's go to Todd in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. Hey. I'm just here to complain a little bit about the Perello on Todd activities lately, you know. Not understanding that I'd already heard that Wynn was on the tr- – there's, there's a possibility they're looking to trade Wynn, and that's kind of what I sent my post-game email about. I'm worried about that side of the O-line, right? Yeah. I, 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 this is just extending my streak. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Like Fred, has been okay. talk- Fred has been talking about trading Isaiah Wynn for like a year and a half. No. Just like like, like, like possible – you were doing it at the whole offseason. Oh, I know, but – but my recent thing is when he wasn't playing. Oh yeah, that was your theory. That's why right. he's not practicing. Right, right. To which yeah, I I disagree with that. I still disagree with that. Yep. And the fact that he came back with a red shirt on tells me he was hurt. Or that they still want to keep him clean because there still might be a trade. No, well, then you wouldn't have him practicing at all if, oh, no, if you, you were trying to keep him clean. You put, you, a, were you put him on a red shirt just in case he has to play with us. Okay. Yeah. Now my my next question might cause a little angst, but uh, some of the I guess. Not so nice people and on Fox kind of came out in sports and said that, you know, obviously it was 70-30 Brady to Belichick. And I was thinking about it for a while, and my take on it, it, for the first three Super Bowls they were together, it's kind of, I think it was more Bill than Brady. Brady was kind of a game manager at that time, and then the last three it was Brady. So maybe it works out closer to 50-50. Just want to take your get your guys' take on that because you guys are the senior members of the team. To me, that's you fair. Remember all that. Yeah, that's fair. To me, on. that's a good that assessment makes sense to me, and that's Todd. Uh, that makes sense to me because early in Brady's career, he didn't have all the answers, um, and he wasn't the player that he was later on mentally. Um, so that that's fair, I think. I would say the first one was more Bill. After I mean, the very next year in 2002, Tom Brady led the league in touchdown passes. Yeah. So Tom Brady didn't need to be into 2014 before you know he was responsible. I don't know, but like he got good fast. But you could say general manager Bill, you know, built a defense that in 2003, 2004, if the Patriots had a seven point lead or more, the game was over. That wasn't Tom Brady. That was you know overall team. No, no, no. They had a great team. I didn't say that they didn't have a great team. Yeah. But. I'm sorry, I'm not giving the coach the credit for the quarterback who led the league in touchdown passes. No, that's fine. But like in 2001, Tom Brady wasn't Tom I know, Brady but yet. But an, but in 03, Belichick did a masterful job. I know, but in 03, 04, they were great on defense, both sides of the right, ball. Right, right. Defense has had much great, great teams. Had much a, a reason that they won as, as the offense. 2004, did. especially, just an yeah. absolutely stacked so, team you know, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I. Listen, I always said that each of them made the other better. They're both great in their own rights, but each of them brought the other to new heights. And, you know, listen, right now the evidence there is that, you know, it was more Brady because of what Brady's done afterwards. But Yeah, and you'll never hear me tell you that Belichick didn't know what he was doing. You like, know what? The, the Belichick had a big part in their winning. I and, mean, and, and huge. What's, what's easier, to be a top-notch quarterback and go to a team that has a lot of weapons and win a Super Bowl or be a top-notch coach lose your best player and then go back to the super bowl what's easier to do i don't know 
I, I, I kind of feel like I'm still talking to Todd. I have no idea what we're talking about. Okay. Like I, a top knot? I don't know. Like what, was, what feat is easier? You know, to start over at quarterback as a head coach and then immediately go to a Super Bowl or as a, you know, the top quarterback go to another team with weapons and go to a Super Bowl? What's, what's easier? I think they're roughly the same. I don't. Like, you're, you're telling me that. I mean, if go, you t- just, just changing teams and going to a team first year, at, you know, after being in the league for 20 years, that's easy? I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was easy. I said, which is easier? You know, which is more likely? Probably the quarterback going to the Super Bowl. Of course it is. But you're it. also making it sound like Bill did the other one. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, and he won't. No, of course. No. It, 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 but, you know, he didn't have a quarterback. Now, you can blame Bill the GM for that, not having the backup plan. But, you know. And you're also making it out to be they're a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. They're not. Like, let's. This isn't on Mac Jones. He was fine last year. No, don't blame it on I'm him. I'm just saying that you know it's what what was being asked of Bill immediately after Tom Brady left was probably harder than what Brady did. And I'm not taking anything away from what Brady did. It was amazing, and the fact that they were in the running the next year as well, and probably will be there this year too. You know, it's 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 Brady. Brady is the greatest. It's like I don't see why you have to like diminish Brady by propping up Bill. I agree. You know? I agree. And I don't diminish Bill by propping up Brady. Yeah. Um, Spee's in Fresno. What's up, Spee? Especially with Brady getting really weird. Loving the AARP show today. Oh, wow. Oh, well, good, good, good job. I, I, you know, by good the job. way, I, I joined AARP like you four did? years ago. Right? Really? Yeah, because they had a free gift. It was like a, a bag, travel bag. The bag was attache the case. app. The bag was like so such a piece of crap <laughs> that I wait. Am, you mean the free gift the free that they gift. gave you for signing up yeah. wasn't quality? It was such a piece of crap that I I never joined again. I I relinquished my membership for AARP. <laughs> yeah. All the discounts at the movie okay, theaters isn't enough. worth that disrespect of a bag that they sent me. That's funny. Wow. I'm, I'm not impressed with AARP today. Uh, what is that bag that you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great moments in Freddy history. Oh, man. Uh, on what you guys were just talking about, I mean, yes, but Fred, what, what Brady has done since he left is more impressive than what Bill has done since Brady left. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so no, there's no well, doubt. That, that's why I said it the way I did when he was like, you make it sound like, you know, Bill's a breath away and just needs but, the quarterback. But, but, like, here, but, but, but he, uh, let's put it another way. If, if Bill had won a Super Bowl with Cam Newton and Brady had won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which of those feats would have been more impressive? Probably Bill, but I'd have to see what happens. Yeah, okay. I would say that, that Bill would be the harder job. Yeah. On on its on its surface, but you also you you're really glossing over like how bad Tampa Bay was. Like just because they had a couple yeah. of good players doesn't mean that they were a Super Bowl uh, no. team. People said he they made w- them a Super Bowl team. Well, people, I know what people say because people hate Brady. No, just like they hate Bill. I, no, I know, but people said that they had talent the year before, but they just had didn't right, have but the they culture. Sucked. And Brady brought in the culture. Right, that's not right. easy. And they brought but, in Gronk. Let me, let me and they brought in this. Leonard answer, Fournette. Answer, answer me this as honestly yeah. as you can. Yeah. Be, be honest. Uh, please, please be honest. Does Aaron Rodgers go to Tampa and win the Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, see, that you can't be intellectually honest. What? He can't win with his own team. Oh, I, 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 
I think he would have the ability to win. There's the, no, there's no, yeah. Like, come on, you just like gloss over words like culture, like they're ingrained. Am I right, Spee? <laughs> like to just sit there and say Brady inherited the best team in football, and that's the only reason why he won. Well, and they also brought in. He players. had one of the worst coaches, with one of the worst franchises, with a losing attitude, and completely transformed him overnight. Yeah, I, he's got to do it all for that red-faced dummy, as my brother likes to call Bruce Aaron. I don't think I'm being dishonest by thinking that Aaron Rodgers could have gone there with the same talent, with Gronk and Fournette. Like you want to tell me Peyton Manning could have done it? I'll say yes, because Peyton Manning had that kind of culture yeah. inherent in his ability. You want to tell me, like, uh, as much as I make fun of Drew Brees for not being one of the greats, he might have been able to do it. Okay. Because I think he's got that guy. Aaron Rodgers? All right. Nope. But- but you just mentioned some other quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers ain't going somewhere and changing but the culture. You, you're kind He's of, making the culture worse. Okay, but you kind of made the point that uh, like a great quarterback with the right mindset could do what Brady did. Yeah, but, you, but you're talking about the great. <laughs> okay. Again, with the right mindset, like that's nothing. He has perhaps until right now the greatest mindset in the history of sports. <laughs> well, not according to Andy. I said until right now. No, Andy said he's he lost. he's getting lo- weird. Andy said he lost the mindset when he stopped going to OTAs. Remember that? Yeah, but he got reinvigorated when everybody told him he couldn't do it. Remember right. that? Yeah. Now, now I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> you don't now to, I think he's out to lunch. You don't, you don't have to sell me on Tom Brady. I'm I a, know. You kissed him. Yeah. <laughs> Swap and spit. Aaron Rodgers, just, did you, he like really struggled to come back in the fourth quarter? I, like, I always thought that that was the, like a microcosm of why he wouldn't be a guy that could Well, that's true. He, like, his record in comebacks is not good. Yep. I got a Bill's question, uh, and then a, a, a hop off. I, I have this weird thing now where I, I used to, when the Patriots were good, I used to uh, find Bill's uh, attitude and press conferences funny and just entertaining. Uh, now, <laughs> it's, I, I, now I think it's completely annoying. Like the way that he spoke to Phil Perry, saying it's a process, it just it seems so stupid. Well, that's you know, the thing. But like, can like, I just say, I, I started chuckling because I, I really appreciate the brutal honesty. That speed just Absolutely. showed. When 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 we were winning the Super Bowl every year, I used to chuckle at it. Right now, I realize Absolutely. why everybody thought he was a douche. Well, um, that's the thing, you know. It's exactly. like when you're winning, you don't care, but of like course. when you're losing as a fan, you want your coach to be as upset as you are. And I would say the same exact thing in terms of well, he's upset. Like I know, are, but I would say the same exact. But thing. But you want answers, you know. Like as a fan, I don't really care about that stuff when when I win, and ma- and that's fine. It's not about the media for me as a fan. I agree. But when I when I have questions and I don't understand, like, I thought it was kind of laughable, Spee, Friday night on Twitter. People were talking about how much Bill was laughing in the press conference after the game. Do you remember this, Fred? We talked about it in the postgame show. Yeah. They didn't even get it. People that were talking about Bill smiling and laughing in the postgame press conference, they were getting mocked, and they didn't even get it. For him to stop that guy asking the question in the middle and say, I never said that, when the guy said, I know you're, you're, you're not really interested in talking about the offensive play call, I never it's said so that, annoying. and he started laughing, uh, he was mocking you. And you don't even absolutely. get it. You think he was just trying to have fun. Like, he was mocking you, and you think that he was just laughing. Yeah. Like, just, he, he, he wasn't laughing. He was making fun of you. He was laughing at you, you know, not what, with what you. What do you mean by process? What is the process? 
Like, what is Bill talking about? Just, well, we don't the, know. The process is a buzzword to not have to answer the question. Yeah, we don't know. The process I is know. the newest version. No, I'm, I'm not yelling at you. you. You got it exactly right in my mind. I, I think Fred agrees. Um, and it's been interesting with Fred the last couple of games because Fred's been down here for the postgame show to listen to it live when we're, when we're hearing it. And Fred's reaction is the same as what you're talking about right now, Spee. So the process to me is the latest version of – I, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll do what's in the best interest of the team. It's a non-answer when, when that encompasses everything. Yeah, yeah, when he says process now, I hear that, you know, that, that, that Jackie drop of her grunting that you guys used to play all the time. That's what goes on in my head. Well, yeah, every single thing they're doing right now is a process. Every single thing. So it's an out. It's a, it's a, you know. But don't you think it's just another one of those phrases that he uses as yes, a crutch? that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to answer the question. What isn't a process? Everything's a process. But but it's it to yeah. me just like plug in, just replace. We did what we thought was in the best yeah, interest of exactly. the team. Exactly. That's all it is. You know, like someone asked them yeah. why Kendrick Bourne didn't play the other night. He wasn't he wasn't available to play. <laughs> like that was his answer. Something like that. Like. I know. Well, that's no see, no bleep. That one I don't care about because he's not. So why get, don't you say I'm not going to get into that? Yeah. Well, that you could do it that way too. You know. It's like it's like hats off to a guy like Mike Reese who just for year in and year out has to deal with this kind of garbage. I mean, it's 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 got to be a kind of a demoralizing job, and he's he's great. Anyway, I'll take it off. All right. Thanks, B. Yeah. 855 past 500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, Mark writes back. He says, Greg, lettuce is Greg. He says, it was written on the wall of the first balcony in Glendale Park, and no one ever knew what it meant. It's a mystery post That's fun. Uh, that goes on. Was this like from like uh, the old days, or is this more of a new thing? I think it's... See, now that, that wall is all gone. That's where they put the new high school. So it had to be the old days. But, no, but... It, it could have easily been something from, like, the 90s. That would be... Sounds like some guy Greg sold weed. <laughs> Sounds right to me. Yeah. I always go to the guys that are into that sort of thing sure. for those answers. Sure. But, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that. It used to be... Glendale Park used to have a big hill on the side, Fred. And then there was, like, a couple of terraces. And they would have, like... A parking lot, then a hill, and then a terrace, and you'd have, like, basketball courts. And then a big wall, and another, another terrace, and, like, a, you know what I mean? And it went all the way up. Uh, and that's where they, they sort of knocked all that down and put, a, put the new high school there. Uh, Frank writes in, your podcast is becoming unlistenable. Patriots curmudgeon radio, still all about Brady Belichick, nonsense, and fra- favorite desserts. Yeah, that's all we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? That's all right, you know. So don't listen. You know, no, what, you know what happens. Though. What? You don't find that people are more on edge when we sort of veer off the subject. Oh yeah, they. You know why? Why? Because they know they're not that good. Oh. Well, no, I. It's I frustrating. Think These things that used to be like it's kind of like Speed just said like, oh, it was great when we were winning, and Bill was was not giving us any answers. I thought it was funny, but now it's not as funny. Well, I anymore. think people's feel that their time is valuable and they tune in to hear all the answers to uh you know why is there and we're talking about isaiah Wynn, like how the universe getting, started right and we're, we're we're hearing about isaiah Wynn and the possibilities of him being traded if, if that's a good move or a bad move i mean I, I think that has to do with the patriots we spent right a good 25 minutes talking about isaiah Wynn. yeah 
You know why people are upset about that? Because he's not that good. He was a first-round pick, and they're talking about trading him in the fourth round, in the in the fourth year. That's why and he's making ten million dollars a year. Uh, keep listening, Frank, or don't. It's up to you. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick, uh, don't trade win. He says, "I agree, he's average. But if you trade your starting tackle three weeks before the season, you're basically telling your fan base we don't think we have a chance of winning this year." I'm a thousand percent with Neil. Maybe that's Neil, true. Was it? Uh, Neil, yeah. Yeah, I agree, Neil. Maybe that's true, but at least we have some hope. Also, we were recently in the USA after a three-year pandemic hiatus. Uh, it was a reminder that Tim Horton's donuts are so much better than Dunkin' Donuts, oh, Dunkin which are donuts, dry donuts, and crumbly. Yeah, are not necessarily... Um, I want to be careful here. They're a sponsor. We love our, our, our friends at Dunkin' Donuts. They're not donuts. known for their donuts. They're not great donuts. Yeah. I disagree. I eat a lot of donuts. I think Dunkin's pretty good. Why did they? Why, good job, good I think, job, man. I think they are too. But why did they change their name from Dunkin' Donuts to just Dunkin'? That's what New England just says instead of saying the full. We're lazy. Oh yeah, and they took the marketing. New England runs on. Well, Dunkin'. some people said Double D. I have never heard that. You never heard Double D? No. I can honestly say I've never heard somebody refer to Dunkin' as that. I all, everybody always just says Dunks. 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 Dunks is popular. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I've tried the others. Dunkin's the best for me because it. The coffee isn't angry. You know, like I can tolerate it. Oh, the co- like uh, the coffee. Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I have I've never had really a problem with Dunkin' Donuts. Their donuts are fine. I mean, um, growing up, there was a Dunkin' Donuts right on the corner of my street, um, and it was um, one of the. It was like one of the really old ones. Yeah, it was one of the originals. Remember the old like the light pink. Yeah. Logos they used to have before sure. it kind of went orange and brown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's we that. used to go to one in Cranston back in the day when I was a little kid. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is um, like I think they might be venturing into with trying to do too many different things. Yeah, but I think like their breakfast sandwiches are pretty good. You get like a bacon, egg, and cheese on yeah. a bagel. Sure, it's pretty good. Oh, sure. You know, it's not like one of those you eat it and you feel like you just had like nine pounds. I will of say though that I thought they went they changed their cups in their lids. They went from styrofoam to you know paper. And they changed their lids, and I thought the lids were the problem for the leaks over the last couple of years. It's not. It's the cups. If the rim of the cup gets a little dent in it, it'll leak all over the place. They got to fix that. They got to fix that. See, I have to take your word. I thought they had plastic with, like the plastic cups now. No, they have. It's paper. It's just for ice. He's talking about hot coffee. Hot coffee. They don't do that. Yeah, for okay. ice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't drink coffee, so I don't have it. I haven't run into you. You don't like coffee? I haven't run into your first world problem. Have you ever tried coffee? I I have tried coffee. And you just didn't like it? I don't like the taste. No? No, I drink Diet Pepsi. Yeah, that's true. I do like the taste of that. That's where I get They banned straws in Rhode Island at Dunkin' Donuts. You have to ask for your straw now. They won't just give you a straw. That's Uh, against the law now. They don't even give you a paper straw? That's ridiculous. No, you have to ask for it. But they should make their cups now with the drinkable lids. So Right. Right. Uh, some more info from Mark. 1970s or early 80s, written on the wall on the first balcony. Last time I mentioned it, you guys are the first and the very best. I think Bourne is a must-stay. He was our best or second best at least last year. Yeah, I think with Thornton's injury, I, I agree with uh, with Mark. And that makes sense to me, that his time frame, because he sounds like he's around the same age as me. Um, it's funny, I just never noticed it. So I didn't live down that part of the city, though, so I wasn't there, like, hanging out all the time where you would notice stuff like that. Yep. Mm. I lived near uh, Everett Stadium, and we did not graffiti our walls. 
Uh, Chris it's in Virginia. Sacred ground. Sure. Memorial Stadium. Chris in Virginia. Uh, how is Cleveland Stadium? I was supposed to go uh, up to the Patriots-Colts game in November, but it's 10 days before my wife's due date. And that might be cutting it close. So instead, I'm thinking about the Browns game. I was just wondering how that stadium is. And to go on record, I was totally wrong about Keene. Watching him play in college, I thought he was going to uh, be all over the field. Yeah, I mean, I would, don't be so hard on yourself on Keene. He just never stayed healthy. We yeah. never really got a chance to see him do any of the things that we thought he might be able to do. Yeah. Uh, I was never overly high on him, you know, with his profile, but I, I, I don't think it's fair to, to beat yourself up for a guy who just couldn't stay healthy. Um, in terms of Cleveland. Cleveland's not a bad stadium. It's not a bad stadium. It was built, like, what, late 90s? Sounds um, about right. Right on the lake there. Sounds about right. Um, you know, it was that's how they got the Browns back, right? Yeah. They built that. It was part of that whole redo of Cleveland. They brought in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, in yeah. Jacobs Field yeah. uh, at the time. I, yeah. you know, I know it's not called it's that. Okay. It's like Progressive Field now or something like that. Who was, who was the Patriots player? Um, it, they played there one day at Cleveland. It was really windy. And they asked the player, you know, what did you think about the wind? And he said, uh well, what do you expect when you build a, t- a stadium on the ocean? You're, you're unbelievable. Who was that? <sighs> it was Oil Can Boyd for the oh, Red Sox. Oh, it was the Red Sox. <laughs> and the fog moved in. And oh, they, okay. And they could, they, the fog moved in, and they had to delay the game for fog. <laughs> and Oil Can Boyd said, that's what happens when you build a, a stadium oh, by the ocean. I know it was a Boston guy. That was baseball? So you just made one up. Is Jacobs on the, f- uh, uh, ocean, uh, the lake, too? Uh, I don't know. Must be, right? They, yeah, didn't, I mean, they didn't play in Cleveland football. Pretty much everything is on that lake, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Deuce is on the phone again. Uh, Deuce, what's the update at practice? Uh, uh, uh-oh. Uh, Are we what's, back what's to the, not looking good? What's the matter? Guys, let's just say Devontae Adams probably has caught about 10 passes today. Uh, I mean, he's just been – him and Hunter Renfro are money in the bank anytime they throw to him. Uh huh. So when the other team's quarterback can throw it to his receivers, they get caught. News at eleven. Yeah, and I mean Paul right again. They're open. They're open all the time. Uh, the Patriots' offense has. Uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit tough to see. So I don't want to say that this has been the worst practice I've seen them, but it very well might be. Right. Um, in terms of eleven on eleven, I mean, we had each team got six reps. Uh, they they completed one pass. Um, Freddie to uh, Devonte Parker. You need to go then send. You need to send help to Deuce. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm did, worried. I'm worried about rest. my guy. I need my guy for the pre and post game show. Did the Patriots look as bad on day one of the joints as Carolina looked on day one of that last week? Mm, yeah, I mean, they just they haven't been able to do anything. It's more of the same. It's, you know, in each period, they maybe make one play, and then there's a whole lot of drops and a whole lot of muddy running situations. It's just uh, practice, you know, and it's stark. It's stark contrast to what the Raiders show you with Parker and, and Renfro. I mean, it's just, you know, it's in time. and, and Yeah, Deuce, and that's because we're no playing him in the regular season and we were letting him show us everything they do. <laughs> you don't get I, I it, Deuce. You, I tell you. Chess, this is, checkers. Uh, you know, none of, <laughs> none of us were feeling really uh, high on this, this summer for the Patriots, but today just I think the, the, you know, going against another team, certainly with a number of, of really good players on it, but, this is this has been a rough day, and again, I, I want to stress: like we couldn't see everything from the Patriots' offense. We saw a lot more of the Patriots' defense and the Raiders' offense, which was actually pretty cool because it was right in front of us. Yeah. So I kind of set up right near uh, uh, the offensive line coach was listening to them, you know. So that that was a little bit interesting. Couldn't tell exactly what was going on. Consensus from the media tent is they're trying to like 
stand on their tippy toes, those with binoculars, to see what was going on with the offense was, you know, similar, more of the same. Once they got to 11 on 11, though, and I was able to see all the reps, I mean, you know, 37 stuffed, one completion to, to one, incomplete to 37, pass breakup to Aguilar, stuffed run to 38, incomplete. Uh, and then the last, the, last, uh, the last 11 on 11 session they did, um, the offense, it was more middle field, a little bit more situational. They gave, you know, gave him some place to move him down, but uh, they ended that one with what was an interception. So mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's, it's probably going to be pretty bad uh, in terms of the report coming out of here. But, of course, the disclaimer that, you know, there is some muddy stuff. Was Josh celebrating brutal. on those sidelines? <laughs> no, <laughs> that, it's, it's no that's funny. Josh. Uh, Mick Lombardi really, really active, and, and I mean that, that was the one cool part about the practice is being right next to the Raiders coaches. I mean, it's, it's something you don't ever get at Patriots practices where you hear everything they're saying. Um, you know, sometimes when you see like run plays, you're not sure if they were successful or not. You know, when you're standing right next to the sideline, you can tell if they were successful or not based on you know the offensive line coach losing his mind about missing a block or what's what's like the phys- so, what's the physical level? Are guys tackling? Is it just thumping? What are they doing? No. No, there's been no tackling, no shenanigans either, no fights or anything, just a lot of tagging off. But, you know, when they got Parker, I'm sorry, when they have Adams and, and Renfro, it, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just, I mean, it, it, yeah. Adams is catching everything. Thrown is uh, is Waller taking you. part, Mike? Darren Waller? Uh, you know, I have not... I have not seen him actually. Now that you mention it, I, I, I've been looking for him earlier. I don't. I don't believe that he is out here. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what, so, what, yeah, ab- add him into the mix. what about the type of defense the Patriots are playing? Are they playing man on man, and who's covering Parker? Adams. Adams. Oh, I mean. the, yeah. Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills got beat a few times by him. Um, you know, one particular one-on-one rep with Mills and and Adams, which you know, of course, it's really tough for the DBs. But it was one where you know Mills got position on him and kind of had him pinned against the sideline. And Adams just turned the speed on and ran, ran away from him, and mm. they completed the pass over him. So um, Mills also had one where it almost looked like he went for the interception and missed it, and Devontae Adams grabbed another one. So, I mean, it's just the takeaway from today is the Devontae Adams show and more of the same from the Patriots offense. Well, he's one of the best, you know, that's for sure. Like, There's a lot of the young kids that everybody loves to talk about, but I mean, Devontae Adams, you can't forget about him. He's He is a class in and of himself so yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Dude, in all seriousness you got to cheer up a little bit it's a practice <laughs> and, Devi- and by the way Devonte adams this just in he's really good right <laughs> so uh, the fact no, that he's he won more more than his share of uh, reps uh, is not cause for uh the sky falling re- How, re- relax how's mac look in terms of just getting the ball out and you know confidence and you know how's he look no. that way and he's slamming in the thigh pads no, none of that. I mean, again, like we're, we got we're looking through a, a line, you know, a sideline right now, a Patriots. So I'm just looking at all the Patriots players, and you kind of have to look at the gaps in between to see oh, what they're actually. So doing maybe that's offense. it. Maybe so you just haven't seen all the good plays. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the ticket. I yeah, I sure. Was great on the moments I can't see. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Thanks for the update. Thanks for bringing us down. Yeah. Um, what's on the docket tonight? What do you got planned? Strippers? I don't know. There's a little rumors of a little media get together, so uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. Uh, not sure if I'll partake in that or not. But, is it uh, a uh, media yeah. at large get together, or is it? I think so. Yeah. So oh the, wow. No, so media, you know what that means? I'm not there, so you were invited. <laughs> so so the Patriots aren't sponsoring it, right? It's just the media oh. doing it themselves. No, it was, it, yeah. No. It, it was. Well, Stacy was going around asking people oh. uh, who wanted to go, and I wasn't there. And then uh, I came back, and everyone was like, "Oh, I told them that that you wanted to go." And I'm like, "Why did Why did you do that?" <laughs> 
I see now. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it ends up. <laughs> All right. Yes, I've been at some of those in the past. All right, Mike. Well, enjoy, and we'll look forward to your uh, blog observations uh, in a in a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll do our best to, to, to <laughs> make it make it as digestible as possible. All right. Thanks, Mike Dussel on the scene. I'm a little concerned. Like that was as down as I've heard Deuce and since the post game show of the Buffalo. Well, game. you know, I think. <laughs> I think we had one series against the Panthers, and everybody got excited. Oh, they can score a touchdown. You know, that they had two bad ones. That's a great, that's a great point. <laughs> like, everybody forgot about the first two series and right. only focused on the bomb. Like, right. the bomb was fantastic. It was a great throw by Mack and a great catch by Aguilar. Right. He's open. Like, great. Yep. I would have felt better, even though I, I love the bomb. Don't get me wrong. I want They need big chunk plays. Yep. But I would have felt better is if they had a drive that included the bomb but also had another drive that included, you know, yeah. seven or eight tactical plays down the field. four or five yeah. yards at a time. That was a 10-play drive that 45 yards came on one play. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I would have felt better if it was a little bit more uh, of both. Yeah. So, you and know. I do think you're right. Like, everybody sort of glossed over the first two three and outs. Yeah. So, it was almost like a slap in the face of reality, Deuce's report now, and I think – I, you know, if he's down, I'm sure that a lot of the other writers are the same I'll way. I'll be interested to see what some of the other guys. I mean, I don't know how many people are even out there, um, but uh, I'll be interested to see what they say. Yeah. So, you know, we want this. We want to see signs that we're going to be all right. You know, offensively, we're going to be okay. And then, you know, we get all excited about how our defense has been playing, um, and then they come up against you know a pretty talented offensive team with Josh McDaniels as the Head coach is he also the offensive coordinator? Is he both out there? I don't McDaniel's. Think so. I don't think so. Well, who knows? I don't you know. know maybe, maybe he is. Is he got, calling the plays? You know, he's got a hand in the maybe offense. Maybe he is calling the plays. You he know, and, right and so we're that. like, oh, as soon as we come up against somebody, you know, with a clue, we're try, you know. So we want it. We want We want. We want good news, and uh, it's a little discouraging. But you know, the Panthers had a terrible. First yeah, he day. is calling the plays. Yeah. The Panthers had a terrible first day, and then on day two they were much better. So let's let's hope the Patriots are the same way tomorrow. You know, now that we, uh, you know, because you know you can be in awe of the Taj Mahal, and you, you get all wrapped up into the maybe that's uh, it too, accoutrements. Maybe that's it. It was too nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, so we were talking. Let's see, we read his email. Let's go to Juan. Uh, he's in Stratford. Uh, considering the clavicle plays such a huge role in arm mobility, this is Thornton he's talking about, how much do you think his injury will affect his catching ability long term? I'm more worried about this than how soon he'll be back on the field. How much Thornton's injury will affect his ability to catch the ball long term? Long term. Zero. Yeah. He broke his collarbone. And you know. No. I mean, he broke his collarbone. Right. That's not going to have an impact on him, his ability to catch. He says it it hurts mobility. It doesn't. Okay. Like he, I mean, unless he has like some kind of complication or whatever that's unforeseen, but it's a bone. I mean, according to reports, am I wrong here? Yeah, I don't. I miss because sometimes our listeners are more up to date on some of this stuff than than we are. Yeah. So maybe he has some information that we don't have. So I don't want to dismiss him, but if it's just a broken collarbone. It'll heal, heal in due yeah. time, and he'll be fine. I mean, like, I know what he's saying. Like, some injuries cause scar tissue, 
and the scar tissue decreases mobility. But I don't think in this case you're worried about right. that. Right. Like I would worry about that if he like tore his rotator cuff. Yeah. And now he doesn't have the mobility to to reach above his head and have that big catch radius. Right. But a co- a collarbone shouldn't do that. Uh, still in Seattle. I don't feel the best about this coming season. I th- I'm thinking below 500 is very realistic. I know it's early, and a lot of this is based on nothing tangible. But what I have seen doesn't make me feel like this team can compete with the rest of the AFC. Well, yeah, I'm telling I, you, people are down. Maybe Frank's right. Maybe this is Curmudgeon City. Oh, no. I'm not making fun of the Frank's comment about Curmudgeon City. Yeah. I'm making fun of the fact that like he he's making fun of – uh, like we're talking about, like we talked about donuts the whole show. <laughs> like we didn't spend forty-five minutes talking about the offensive right. line. He happened to tune in when we were. Um, but yeah, now I, I think there's been a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say negativity, but I want to say there's a lot of doubt and among Patriots Nation, and I think that's why people like was it Frank? Yeah, that's why they're reacting the way they are. Yeah, because they don't. Have to, it's not. A, it's not all about. Who's hosting the AFC Championship right. game? That's the way it used to be year. around it's here. It's not like that anymore. Ryan from Connecticut. I know Patricia's calling the offensive plays with Judge waiting in the wings, but what about I don't Nick, know that. What about Nick Cayley? Why have Patricia and Judge gotten the chance and not Cayley? I was under the impression that they blocked Cayley from interviewing with the Raiders, so they must see something in him. Uh, they did block Cayley from interviewing with the Raiders. Yeah. But I don't know why. And Bill says he doesn't. He's not ready to talk about who's calling the plays. It's a process. Right. So I, I don't know who's calling. Somebody the plays. does that process include Nick Cayley? Well, he also said, you know, as part of that, like the the emailer just said, logically, you know, Matt Patricia's calling the plays because that's who we saw actually calling the plays. But Bill, to me, his answer intimated that. There's more to it than he's who communicating it. with the quarterback. Correct, right? And, and I think he was—he went to great lengths to say he wasn't calling the plays. Right. He was communicating. He was relaying to the them to the quarterback. Right. So I'm not ready to say that he's the guy who's going to call the plays. Right. I don't know. Uh, I think it's Bill. Uh, more updates uh, from Tyler. Here's a very important question: uh, If if Bill and Tom were desserts, what kind of desserts would they be? <laughs> if you were a twee. I think Bill would be a tart, <laughs> and Rasp- Tom raspberry tart, particularly tart. Yeah, Tom would probably be chocolate pudding. I don't know. I have I, no idea. I, I'm not good at those. Tom would be a creme brulee. Cre- Tom would be a creme brulee. Yeah. What's okay. the What's the fanciest thing that you could come up? Yeah. With? What's the top? What's the the greatest of all time dessert? He'd be be a banana split, right? Isn't that the greatest dessert of all time? Not a hot fudge sundae? Well, banana split is a hot fudge sundae. With bananas. With the bananas. Which wrecks it. Well, in your opinion. Right, right. But if you look in the that menu, the banana split is more. This one. I like banana splits. <laughs> the, the banana split is more expensive than the hot fudge sundae. Uh, I'm going to look that okay, up. Okay, look it up. <laughs> look it up. At the risk of further pissing off Frank, I'm going to look that up. That's okay. That's all right. Is it really? I bet you there would be. Yeah. Yeah. Banana split, and you get, and it's bigger. It's a bigger. I bet uh, you a banana split sir. would run you 7 to $9 at an ice cream shop. Oh, this is not what I'm looking for. Just go to, like, Friendly's and look at their menu, you know? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. 
uh, while Paul's doing that uh, big research. <laughs> uh, Pat Nagawam says, I had a question. This is one of my uh, most enjoyable shows <laughs> in a while. I had a question regarding Orlando Brown's status with Kansas City. I know he's playing this season on the franchise tag. Does that mean he could still be traded but would have to garner a first-round pick? Would you give up win and a first-rounder to Kansas City for Brown? Um knowing you'd have to sign him long-term, and would he be worth signing? I don't know how good he is. Yeah. Whenever um, you say Orlando Brown, I think Orlando Pace. I, I would. Pr- I mean, I would be willing to, to – I don't know about a first-rounder and win, but I don't know how good he is. Yeah. But in terms of um, – uh, the franchise tag rules. If you want to play, you have to offer a first round pick. But well, the team doesn't no, have that, to that, see. But that's that's past now. Yeah, you can't sign a franchise guy anymore. That that window is closed. You'd have to trade for him. Now the email is right. In theory, you couldn't really expect to get him for less than a first round pick. Yeah, when he would have been worth two first round picks if someone signed him. Right, as a franchise guy. But I, I don't. I don't know exactly how good he is. Uh, Claire writes, hello, Bossman. Hello, Paulie. Hello, Maureen. Hey, girl. Hello, Claire. Uh, sorry if you've touched on this, but have you mentioned Humphrey to tight end? Maybe. Yes, we have. Yeah, we have. How difficult is it for a player to evolve it to a different position, and which transition do you think may be more difficult and easier than others? Well, I think I think corner to safety is a common one. Um, you know, uh, you know, on the interior, you know, guard to center, center to guard. A lot of guys do that. Um, you know, there's. I agree. Yeah, that's about it. Though, other than that, they are. There's, you know, if you want to break up the wide receiver position into the different, you know, like slot versus outside. You know, I it might be harder for an inside guy to be an outside guy because he just doesn't have the speed. Um, you know, things like that. But in terms of wide receiver to tight end, it depends on. And how they use it. You know, different tight ends are used different ways. If he's going to be used to block a lot, is he a good blocker? Well, can he can he stand up to being to blocking? Right. You know, and I, I I I don't know when I when I mentioned that, my feeling was more in, in terms of I don't think he's fast enough to be a threat on the outside the numbers as a wide receiver, but I think his size um, is is such that he could give you an option as like an extra tight end down down the middle in, in the scene between the numbers where I think he's caught a lot of his passes. Uh, Dan writes in, I'm Brady fi- would I'm be... i finding the Ban- for this Brady would be a him. Boston cream donut or Boston cream pie because truly they are the greatest of desserts. Wow, I, I really disagree with that. Whole I don't know how many people have to tell you they like Boston cream oh, pie it's before you realize much. you're wrong. Too much. Blech. So how much more is the banana split, Matt? A hot fudge sundae on friendlies is five forty nine. The banana split eight sixty nine. There you go. All right, you, you get what you pay three for. Three bucks for a banana. You get what you pay for. All right, that's going to be it for this edition <laughs> of Patriots Unfiltered, uh, the world's original podcast. We'll be back on Thursday, usual time, noon. Uh, we'll get more updates from Las Vegas. From hopefully, Deuce, Deuce will be alive. Yes, I'm a little worried about him. Someone better take away his shoelaces. So we will talk to you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. 
Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.